0: of the show, fifth Street soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also coming to you live on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm your host, Nick But Great to be with you today. Look, it's Friday, so we've got a great Premier League preview show. We do this every Friday. Uh, and recently, we've started getting a little bit more involved for you on some betting tips and strategies and uh, a way maybe to make a little money, have a little bit more fun even with the Premier League over the weekend. Uh, so joining me in the next break, we're going to cover three games with my good friend Al Ninos from Picks and Parlays. Al, one of our top um, Premier League or one of the top Premier League handicappers. Uh, you can find him at Uh We're going to cover three games and then I'll get into all the other games in the Premier League uh, right after that, uh, maybe a little less betting detail on those, but we're going to talk about, uh, you know, what some of these games mean. And there are some uh, wicked, exciting games this weekend. Uh, Sunday alone, we've got United-Everton, uh, Adult Trafford, Wolves-Spurs, Arsenal-Man City. I mean, some wonderful clashes coming up on Sunday alone, and on Saturday, uh, you know, the top and the bottom will play Liverpool, Watford. Uh, Chelsea will face Bournemouth. Bournemouth are in big trouble. Uh, Leicester City, Norwich. That should be an interesting game. Norwich desperate for points. Leicester City flying high. Sheffield United, Villa. That should be another good one. Southampton, West Ham. Again, you know, could this be Pellegrini's last uh, last moment uh, in charge? And We talk about this all the time. This match could be uh, the decider for each, any each of these two managers. So. Interesting stuff, great matches. We're going to go through all of them in some detail. I'm going to give you my picks, and of course, we will look at some of the latest odds and values, if there is any, uh, on some of these games. Some of them there really isn't, uh, but we'll point you in the right direction. Uh, Look, uh, absolutely love doing this show, and I hope you will make me a regular part of your week. uh, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211 as well, Dan Patrick Sports, and of course, uh, broadcasting live on on uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award winning SiriusXM app, and the podcast network. We have a new podcast network quite recently, Believe, B L E A V podcast network. If you miss any of this show, you can find it pretty much right after the show on the Believe podcast network. All right, uh, I'm going to step aside, take a break, gather my thoughts, get a little drink, actually, and then we'll be right back to kick it off here. Fifth Street Soccer Premier League Preview Edition. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> All right, welcome to the show, Street Soccer. Uh, look, uh, let's not waste a lot of time. Uh, we like to give you some betting picks. I've got my good friend Al Ninos from Picks and Parlays here. Let's get going. Well, i tell you what, Al, let's start, shall we? Um, a couple, we've got three really nice matches here. I want to start with Burnley-Newcastle. This one's at Turf Moor, Burnley at home. Uh, if you, By the way, if you're confused, football, global football, soccer, is done with the home team always goes first. I know it's kind of reversed here. Uh, So here is Burnley-Newcastle, means it's at Turf Moor, means Burnley are home. Burnley, 13th in the table. Newcastle, couple spots above them, 11. This is a mid-table clash by any different definition of that. Burnley have lost their last three games, though, to Palace, City, and Spurs. And while they probably weren't expected to win those, they have conceded 11 goals in those three games. And that's of concern, and that's very unusual for a Sean Dyche team Uh, They have also scored one goal in the last three games. So scoring a problem, conceding goals a problem. Admittedly, the quality of the teams they're playing a little bit higher than maybe the Newcastle. Newcastle, they've only lost one in the last five with wins against Sheffield, Southampton and Bournemouth. And of course, uh, that incredible point they picked up with that very unlikely draw against Man City. Uh, Look, I I think uh, Newcastle have righted the ship. They've got a decent squad. They've got great supporters. They've got a good manager. Um, I actually, for this one, for me, Al, I'm smelling draw right now. Burnley plus 108, Newcastle plus 290, plus 243 for the draw. We've got two and a half goals. I think 243 for the draw. I'm probably going to take that all day long.
1: Yeah, uh, again, that's a great bet. I wouldn't be surprised if this one ended in a draw at all, but I do like what I'm seeing out of Newcastle lately, and uh, I'm just going to take them plus the half goal, and uh, that's uh, minus 114, and uh, cash if we draw, and uh, cash in case they pull the uh, little upset off.
0: Yeah, you see, look, here's the thing, Al. You're a much smarter sports bettor than I am. I get the sniff, and then I just go for it, like, And, you know, it's fine. You're going to hedge. You're going to do all the right things you should do as a sports better. For me, I I just look at this plus 243 number. I'm thinking new Ferrari. I don't know. Uh, You know, looks good to me. I like the draw. I also, by the way, wouldn't be terribly surprised if Newcastle went to turf more more on this one also. So (laughs) that wouldn't be that wouldn't knock me backwards off the seat either. Uh, The question is, uh, it's going to be a score draw. I think this is going to be a one one. That's my take my pick on it
1: and again, can't blame you for going for the big payout. Nothing wrong with going for that either.
0: All right, right, let's uh, next up, uh, let's talk about another match. This one on Saturday, it's Wolverhampton Wanderers against Tottenham Hotspur. This one at Molyneux, Tottenham away. Wolves, have, uh, Wolves, by the way, what a great story this season, continuing on their success of last season. It looked really shaky earlier. They have only lost two games all season, and they had that disastrous early season start that saw them only get four points out of 18, they were really being draw specialists early on in the season, and that landed them in the drop zone. Lots of discussion about it, of course, about what they were going to do, change a manager. But now they're unbeaten since the middle of September in the last 11 games. Uh, but, however, they don't beat the biggest teams, which they don't have to, by the way. They just So if they're beating teams that are underneath them and they're not necessarily beating the teams above them, Spurs, now that they've got Jose Mourinho... They're back on form, and I would suggest to you Spurs, probably one of those teams that, that, they, that they probably won't beat. I really like what Mourinho's done in taking this existing squad and reinvigorating them, giving them, breathing a little life into them. They're 3-0-1 since the special one took over. They put five past Burnley over the weekend, and they look ready to fight for top-four position. However, let's be honest, Wolves, not Burnley. Uh, I got Wolves plus 238, Spurs plus 120, the draws plus 291. Two and a half goals is the consensus. Uh, I'm just going to give you what I got, Al. Then I want to hear your take. I'm going to take the uh, the away team. Uh, I'm going to take Spurs on this one. Plus 120. And I'm going to say over. I don't know what it pays, but I'm going to take the over on it.
1: Yeah, uh, so as you are saying, uh, both teams playing real well right now. And uh, I do expect both teams to score in this yep. one. So uh, if your book does offer that bet, that's a pretty good one there, too. Uh, do also like Tottenham and I uh, had to pick a side, but my favorite play definitely out of the three is the over in this one. I have to agree with you on your picks, but yeah, definitely my favorite play is the over. Then I'd go both teams to score and then uh, thirdly I'd go uh, Yeah, Tottenham. like a
0: little prop bet, both teams to score, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do yeah, like yeah. it in this one, yeah.
0: Uh, I actually. I mean, the Wolves are
1: playing some great soccer too, so I mean, I think they do get to score in this one. Oh, for and, sure, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's
0: two-one, it's three-two. I mean, those are the two score lines I see here. So either one will put you in heavy over territory. So good stuff. Uh, and lastly, I know everybody's been waiting eagerly to hear it because it's such a popular event here in the United States. Monday night football, of course. Except I'm talking about Crystal Palace, Brighton, Hove Albion at Selhurst oh. Park. Different type of Monday night football for you, I know, but that's what we're talking right now. Um, Palace have settled into the season nicely at this point You know Roy Hodgson, uh, Unky Roy he's, he's not exciting, he's not trendy, he's not hip He is a very, very steady hand though uh, They're doing what they need to do Speaking about beating teams that they should This is exactly what Crystal Palace have, are doing uh, they, Their losses this season have come to Spurs Man City, Chelsea, Leicester and Liverpool they did have that really disappointing draw at Vicarage Road last week against Watford, which was a bit of a surprise. But this is at Selhurst Park. I really like them at home, particularly guys like Louis Zaha, you know, really wanting to, uh, um, you know, showcase themselves with the January window opening up. Brighton have been a bit all over the place this season. You know, Graham Potter has got a decent squad. They're not great. They're 2 1 and 5 on the road away from the Amex. Uh, Palace opened at plus 118. They're at plus 153 now, I saw. Uh, I'm going to take that uh, because I think Palace home team are going to win. I'm actually going to take 2-0 Palace. Uh, Total goal consensus on this is 2.5, so that would be an under. Al, uh, far away.
1: Uh, Yeah, so... uh... Palace coming off that disappointing uh nil nil draw to uh, Watford, you know of all teams uh, after two two wins though, so I do expect them to bounce back after that little disappointing draw there, and uh, but Brighton's also been playing a bit better lately, and uh, they got their payback against Arsenal. That's a pretty decent win for them. Yeah. Um, they managed to get the draw against the Wolves. That's also not a bad result there. And um but I still all that being said, I still don't think they're as good a team as Palace and I do like the plus money with Palace here. Uh, I'm not sure I see a two nil win here, but no. I think it might be a bit closer than that. Okay. Uh but uh but yeah, think like, like are Palace. you thinking
0: like one nil or you think actually Brighton are gonna score and make it two one, in which case it will be heavy <sighs> over
1: territory. That's tough. The way these two teams have been playing lately, maybe a one I don't know, one nil, maybe maybe so I mean, I'm not crazy about the under two and a half. That's pretty low for an under for me. Yeah, and well, it I is but it's pretty juice that way, too, because right. I don't think I don't think the books expect many goals to be scored in this one. That's for well, sure. but
0: by, by the way, Crystal Palace have actually conceded fewer goals than Manchester City this season. So, you know, they are defensively a very, very strong team. Brighton having a little bit of trouble scoring, too. They're not scoring a whole bunch of goals. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just I'm just not seeing a goal fest here at all, which is why I said no, take no. the under. But I think you pointed out to me before the show that there's no value really in the under right now, right?
1: <laughs> no, it is very juiced to the under. I think I saw that at minus 153, so yeah. yeah Whereas no, uh, Palace plus 159 sounds uh, like a much better bet to me. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: 159 now, and that is uh, getting uh, yeah, juicier as we now. go along. right? So there you have it. Uh, those are our picks. If you want to find out more... Uh, You can always listen to me because I'm on the air every day on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, bringing you uh, Premier League football five days a week on uh, National Syndicated Radio. Also, of course, uh, Sports Byline Network as well. And you can find Al Ninos at our website, picksandparlays.net. He's there all the time. Get his picks. I recommend them highly. Go pick up Al's picks right now. Load up your shopping basket with his expert picks and you can get 15% off. Use promo code GIFT. All right, so... When I get back, I'm going to cover all the rest of the Premier League games, so stay with me here. History Soccer. All right, well, welcome back. Look, before we get into the Premier League matches this weekend, I, or more of them, because we already did uh, the three with uh, Al, I want to talk to you a little bit about sleep. Because if you listen to these studies from Harvard and John Hopkins, uh, you'll learn that chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression diabetes obesity cardi- cardiovascular disease god knows i probably have all of those things you need 8 hours of sleep i can tell you me personally i never get 8 hours of sleep i'm always tossing and turning and one of the biggest sleep one of the biggest problems you have getting to sleep is temperature you know if it's tough to get good sleep if you're too hot and i want to tell you about the pod by eight sleep it's a high tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep good lord i could just get one of those hours i'd be happy it combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery it learns your sleep habits and it adjusts the temperature automatically this is really clever stuff It means if you have the bed cool, if you like it cool and your partner likes it warm, then you can both have it both ways, which, you know, is always the best way, right? It's a crazy comfortable bed. Look, sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed, ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, they'll refund your purchase and arrange for a free pickup. They already sold out of their first two batches. They're going fast. Look, for a limited time... Get one hundred fifty dollars off your purchase when you go to eight sleep dot com slash pro. That's E I G H T sleep dot com slash pro. Eight sleep dot com slash pro. Do yourself a favor, get a good night's sleep. All right, uh, uh, yeah, good night's sleep always important because if you're watching the Premier League and you're here on the on the West Coast, you know how bloody early you have to get up for it and It's actually funny because, I mean, these matches, uh, on Saturday, you're going to get up, you're going to want to watch Liverpool-Watford. I know I am. Obviously, I'm I'm a Liverpool supporter, so I'm for sure going to be watching that match. And, you know, it's 4.30 in the bloody morning, right? So you want to make sure you get some sleep. Now, look, um, this is top versus bottom. Clearly, this isn't exactly in question. Uh, I mean, look, every match, I suppose, is in question. The odds makers have Liverpool uh, minus 432 favorites on the money line. That's actually increased even more. It's now minus 569. Uh, Watford are the dogs, the away dogs, at plus 1,690. The bookmakers are predicting on this one. And if I have to pull it up here, so just bear with me here. I don't know why it's so slow. A total goals. Let's see what we've got for total goals here. Ooh. Uh, three and a half goals is a consensus. They think Liverpool's going to win this one 4 uh, 0. I think that's probably a reasonable thought for a scoreline, although I don't know. I mean, Liverpool have such a tough schedule ahead of them this month with the Club World Cup, with the uh, League Cup um, uh, semi finals that they've got, uh, with uh, league commitments that I, I don't know who's going to start this game, to be fair. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, who caught, By the way, who just signed a new contract in 2024. I don't know if you remember this, but there was uh, about a month or so ago, lots of discussion about Jurgen and uh, his desire, and his wife. You know, doesn't like the cold weather in Liverpool, and they love Liverpool, but they, you know, she desires the warm climes. Uh, and now he's re-signed till 2024. So well done, Liverpool, for re-signing the manager. And if we're speaking about managers, we definitely want to mention. Uh, that Watford uh, picked up Nigel Pearson as their official manager. And and I just want to point out, you know, it's it really is interesting because um, with all the sort of big foreign coaches out there, and if you remember, we were doing our picks and uh, looking at all the various managers that could come in, um, you know, it's uh, nice to see them uh, going uh, domestic again, staying domestic. And I think that's a really, really good move. You can just look at guys like Brendan Rodgers or Steve Bruce Uh, you know, Sean Dyche. I mean, the list goes on. I think they're doing a great job. It's nice to see British managers getting opportunities. And speaking of that, uh, in other other countries, so to speak, well, not really, so to speak, actually other countries, uh, Stevie Gerrard just uh, renewed his contract as Rangers manager. All right, so I'm predicting Liverpool going to win this game. Uh, This isn't going to be an overly... Difficult game for them. Watford, unfortunately, are really struggling right now in the league, and 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 I do like this team. Uh, I've always kind of liked Watford, and I just think, um, you know, they've had a they've had a, a bad combination of events happening this season. Uh, their one win on the season came at home against a uh, fellow strugglers Norwich they did uh, last match was Vicarage Road was that uh, very odd nil nil against Crystal Palace and I don't know how many people really predicted that one I, I, I know I didn't but um, this should be uh Uh, Not good news for Watford today. We are 16 games in, and it's getting with nine points. I mean, they're getting to the point now they're six points off safety where they're going to have to uh, do something. Obviously, Nigel Pearson's a big part of that, but we'll wait and see. All right, uh, Burnley-Newcastle, we already covered that. Uh, Chelsea-Bournemouth, let's talk about this match. This is at the bridge. Chelsea-Bournemouth, what an interesting match this is, only because you've really got a tale of uh, two teams struggling mightily. Look, Bournemouth were up to 7th in the league uh, beginning of November when they beat United one nil uh, at home. And ever since then, they've actually lost five games in a row. They lost to Newcastle, Wolves, Tottenham, Palace, and finally, uh, that three nil thumping they got at home by Liverpool. And it really was like Liverpool didn't even, you know, turn on the next gear. Um, look, Bournemouth are, uh, have been for me a very overrated team this season. I uh, haven't been that much of a of, of a fan of them they they're not scoring all that many goals uh, they are conceding uh, a, a maybe less than you would think and and I think that has to do with it really I mean they've scored 18 goals in 16 games they're going to face a Chelsea side that scored 31 goals they've both conceded the same number of goals in 24 if you think about that that's good defensively for Bournemouth but in terms of uh, in terms of putting the ball in the back of the net that's the problem for them Chelsea not really having so much of a problem with that look they've come off the boil a little bit the last five games Chelsea they've had three losses Uh, they lost uh, to City they lost to West Ham which was a shocker they lost uh, away to Everton which was even more of a shocker I suppose Uh, but I I don't see them losing here this is uh, this is at the bridge Chelsea will put too many goals past Bournemouth. Bournemouth will be unable to score to match them. I mean, they have scored, let's have a look, seven goals in five games. So I'm going to say this is going to be a 2-0 victory for Chelsea. Let's see what the odds makers think about this one. Uh, they are telling me that Chelsea are minus 390 favorites, or actually minus 417. That's the current odds. Uh, Bournemouth, the long shot at plus 907, plus 483, uh, pardon me, 500 for the draw. And, yep, the bookmakers are thinking three and a half draws. They're thinking this is going to be an over. Uh, So, actually, they're thinking this is going to be a whopper of a goal fest here. I'm not quite sure I'm with that because I think defensively Bournemouth are a little better than that. But three and a half goals, I might take the under on this one, actually. All right, let's move on. Next match, shall we? And we do, we're we going to go through every one of them, so don't worry. Sheffield United are going to host Aston Villa. And, and here's uh, here's another interesting team. I mean, Sheffield United were flying high. Bramall Lane was becoming a bit of a fortress for them. And again, we, we get to that 1-1 they had away at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium when they drew back in uh, beginning of November. And ever since then, they've only won one game. It's been three loss, uh, three draws. A loss, which was to Newcastle at Bramall Lane, which was a surprise. They did have that 2-1 victory away at Carrow Road against Norwich, of their last uh, for their last outing. But you know, Norwich crap. I don't know what else to say. Uh, look, I think she- I think the Blades are really overperforming from th- the time they uh, they drew Watford nil-nil back in the beginning of October through uh, the uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, 1-1 draw they had away at the Mo- at Molyneux. I think that was a period of, you know, what was that six, six, seven weeks, eight weeks, where they they just sort of overperformed, and I think we're seeing a little bit of an adjustment here. Uh, they're in eighth place right now. Uh, Aston Villa, on the other hand, and and to be fair, I actually think Aston Villa have a better squad than um, Sheffield do. But I don't know what's up with Aston Villa. I mean, they signed 130 million pounds plus of new players at the beginning of the season. Uh, They've managed to cobble together only four wins. They've only have, uh, they are one win, three losses and a draw in the last five. Uh, They did win, uh, beat Newcastle uh, at Villa Park. Uh, They drew United 2-2, which I suppose was a a good result, I suppose. Uh, United are, you know, so over the place, all over the place right now. Uh, that you, you you just never really know. Um, and then, of course, they have these two losses, uh, away at the, the bridge to Chelsea, and um, losing, getting thumped uh, at home, Villa Park, 4-1 by Leicester City. Probably don't ex- not too surprised there. I'm not sure, you know, how much tougher of an opponent Sheffield United's going to be. Let's take a look. I kind of like the draw on this one, believe it or not. Sheffield United are not massive home favorites at minus 110, Uh, Villa are away dogs at uh, plus 315 the draw is plus 279 and I think I like the draw on this one Uh, the pundits are thinking two and a half goals is the consensus I'm going to say take the under I am going to say a 1-1 draw for Villa Sheffield United let's take a quick look here we're running out of time this segment so we're going to have to uh, move on here shortly but uh, Villa have scored 23 goals which is not too bad and um Let's have a look. Sheffield United have scored 19. I think a 1-1 draw looks like a fair number to me. Score draw for me on that match. Uh, Villa, Sheffield United uh, at um, where is that? That's at Bramall Lane. So, all right, I'm going to step aside, take a break. We'll be right back. I'm going to finish all the games in the Premier League. Don't worry, we're going to go through every single one of them here on Fistory Soccer. So stay with me. I'll be right back after this. back to Street Soccer. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Great to be with you. By the way, find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find the show there, too, at Fist Street Sports. You can also find us on Facebook, uh, Fist Street Sports, facebook.com forward slash Fist Street Sports Talk. I got it right eventually. Uh, Of course, we are streaming live on the award-winning Sirius XM app. We're broadcasting live on the affiliate stations of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and live... Sirius XM 211. Dan Patrick Sports, great to be with you. I would be remiss if I did not welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening, courtesy of the American Forces Network. An absolute pleasure and a privilege to have you guys with me each and every weekday. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 on the right coast, on the east coast. I, of course, am on the west coast, so it doesn't make it like it makes it the right as in terms of left and right, but not right as in right and wrong. There is no right and wrong, I suppose, depending on which coast you're from, unless you're a rapper, in which case you're going to settle it with, I don't know, Mac 10s and Uzis, but uh, that's not me, folks. All right, uh, let's get back to the games. We had just wrapped up uh, Sheffield United, Aston Villa, which it's a relatively interesting game only because Sheffield United, as I mentioned before, I think have been overachieving a little bit. And they've uh, come off the boil the last five games. One win in five. That was against Norwich. Uh, And Aston Villa. I mean, this team is woefully underperforming Villa. Uh, They're 17th. They're just above the drop zone uh, by, I think, is it courtesy of goal differential? Yes. They are above Southampton courtesy of goal differential. And they're really off the boil as well. Only one win in five so this is an interesting match in terms of uh, watching these two teams and and where they continue to develop and go uh, but I'm not sure that uh, for me that I'm going to be that excited about uh, about this one all right uh, let next one up let's talk uh, Leicester, um Leicester Norwich did we do this one we did not this is at the King powers a very easy game guys uh leicester city one of my favorite probably my second favorite team right now in the premier league obviously my favorite is liverpool uh, but leicester city what how hot have they been uh we talk about liverpool winning every game but one they had one draw on the season leicester city in 16 matches are, are you ready for this 12 wins two losses and two draws i mean it is a phenomenal record A phenomenal record for this club. Uh, Brendan Rodgers doing an absolutely terrific job. I don't expect uh, to see anything other than three points here at the King Power on Saturday. I cannot see them dropping points here. They're going to continue the pressure. Both Liverpool and uh, Leicester City will continue to drive to the end of the season. Um, and, And look, Liverpool have a nice advantage, don't get me wrong, but they have to look over their shoulder because Leicester are going to push them. And, and I think that's a really good thing, by the way. So maybe if we have a little time, I'll give you my take on that. All right, uh, let's move on to the next one. This is an absolutely a fascinating match. We've got Ralph Hasenhutl at Southampton, who has, uh, let's just say, uh, they've put together a recent string of results that haven't been quite as bloody awful as the rest of them. Uh, it's been a, uh, an improvement uh, albeit a slow one from that sort of dour 2-2 draw at the Emirates they had against Arsenal. They pulled it out. They got a 2-1 win against Watford. You know, Again, you've got to beat the people below you. Uh, they got a 2-1 win over Norwich, so they beat two teams below them, and then they did lose to Newcastle 2-1 at St. James's Park. Uh, and, and here, now they're facing West Ham United, who are above them in the table, Um they have had an awful, awful run of form. I mean, they were looking great around the end of September when they had that two-two away at Bournemouth, and ever since then, it took they went six games without a win, in which case, and they had five losses and a draw in those six games. That win finally came against Chelsea of all, of all teams away at the Bridge, uh, but then after that, it was downhill. I mean, they lost to Wolves two-nil. And then they lost to Arsenal 3-1. Wolves, okay. I mean, Wolves really can put together really high-paced, fast football. Can really uh, surprise you. They're doing very well this season. But look at this. I mean, to to lose that way to Arsenal, I don't know. Pellegrini, I'm surprised he's still there, and it might just be the fact that there's no one else there. He keeps saying how he has the support of the board. I can't imagine. If they lose this one, Southampton will go to 18 points. They'll leapfrog West Ham. That will definitely put West Ham back down in the relegation zone and, uh, and uh, provided what happens with the with the Villa result, obviously they need to win this game. I actually think they're going to win this game. I think West Ham United are going to win this game, uh, and they are, and there's some nice money here, because West Ham are plus 294. Um, They are away. Uh, Southampton at St. Mary's are minus 108. I just like West Ham United for this, because they are so overdue. uh, A good result or two. This isn't that bad of a team, Uh, and Pellegrini's a good manager. Uh, So, you know, there was a time just a few years ago when Pellegrini was considered one of the, quote, elite managers. So I don't know. I'm confused about what's happening uh, at uh, the London Stadium. Uh, this, of course, not at the London Stadium. This is at St. Mary's. Uh, however, the pundits think Southampton win will win and push with the three-goal consensus for uh, the total goals. I don't think so. I'm not seeing enough goals from either of these clubs. I think this is going to be a 1-0 or a 2-1 for the Hammers. So that's my upset prediction, I suppose, of the weekend. All right, let's move along, do some more matches, because we do have quite a few left. Man United-Everton, what an absolutely fascinating match this is. Everton, under Duncan Ferguson, uh, you know, if you remember, they got rid of Marco Silva, because they just had just an absolutely horrific run of form, uh, where they... uh, you know, they had these three games in a row. They lost to Norwich, of all, of all teams, at at uh, Goodison Park. Then they went to the King Power. They lost to Leicester. Uh, then they had the Merseyside derby, and they got thumped 5-2, and then that was enough. Silver was gone. Duncan Ferguson comes in, uh, sort of refreshed, and they beat Chelsea at Goodison Park, 3-1. A great result. And again, the Ever-7 team's a good team. I mean, they've got players like Richarlison. I mean, what can you say? He's a great player. Any team would be thrilled to have him. And then you've got Man United under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and they right now are on a five-game unbeaten run. Um, I I, I had a wonderful chat on Wednesday, um, uh, really nice with Phil Brown from Beyond the Pitch, who's a huge Manchester United supporter. I I think tactically, I think on the field, I think United are really getting their stuff together. Uh, They are still a little inconsistent. I'm still desperately un unhappy putting bets on them. So I'm not going to recommend a bet. I'm just going to tell you, I think they should win this one, but Everton are fully capable of winning this, or more than likely, I would say, if they do pull the upset, getting a draw. And I think you see that in the odds here. United are minus 141 home favorites, which isn't massive. Uh, Everton are plus 434, and the draw is plus 291. Folks, I'm going to take the draw on this one at plus 291, because... um, I can see that happening. Uh, Okay, the next match is another absolutely fascinating match. Jose Mourinho will travel to the Molyneux with Tottenham to face Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, Wolves flying high. Tottenham seem to be a sort of uh, re-energized team. And fascinatingly enough, Tottenham are away favorites at plus 120. Wolves plus 238. Um, Both of these teams have a little plus money. I gave this prediction out in the last segment, so I'm not going to give it out again, but this is going to be an absolutely great match to watch. All right, Arsenal, Man City, another team in some massive trouble. Freddie Lundberg at the helm of Arsenal after Unai Emery, who just had, you know, just call his tenure poor, I think, is is doing it way too much justice. (laughs) His tenure was absolutely abysmal and uh freddie lundberg taking the helm at arsenal uh, and it's not been great i mean they lost uh at the emirates 2-1 to brighton uh, and then they beat west ham at the london stadium 3-1 for a london derby and i just you know west ham are just such a team that just makes no sense i i, I think that has more to do with just how god-awful west ham are versus how good Arsenal were. And Arsenal have some great players. But, you know, I have to tell you, I like Wolverhampton Wanderers here. They have not lost a game since middle of September. They've gone 11 games undefeated, Wolves. Uh, I, I I like this team. I like Wolves. I'm going to take Wolves for the win here. And uh, that is plus 238. So they're the home dogs. I'm going to take them for the win. Um, Arsenal Man City. Um, oh, I already did the Wolves one. I was talking about Arsenal. I don't know how i get off on tangents here. You'll excuse me. Arsenal, Man City, oh, Man City going to win this. They're going to have to go to the Emirates, and they, they need a win. And finally, on Monday, Crystal Palace will face Brighton Hove Albion. Um, For my money, Brighton are another one of these somewhat overrated teams that have had uh, a, a run of form that has been uh, deceptive. And I think you can see that. As of beginning of November, they were 8th place. They beat Norwich 2-0, and from then, they lose 3-1 to United. They lose 2-0 to Leicester. They lose 2-1 to Liverpool. Uh, They beat Arsenal 2-1, then they draw Wolves 2-2. They are not beating teams above them in the table. And when I look at Crystal Palace, uh, who are above them, two points in the table, I see a team that just has the ability to turn on the football when they need to, and they certainly have the last three games. Uh, they've racked up some nice results. Uh, Palace have uh, over the last three, which, quite frankly, came uh, at the end of a of a dour five-game stretch where they were un- where they didn't win. They lost four out of five. They had a draw, uh, but they did beat uh, Burnley two-nil away. They did beat Bournemouth at home one-nil. And they got a draw against Watford, which was a shocker, actually, at Vicarage Road. I was surprised about that draw. But I do like this Palace team. And I don't particularly like this Brighton-Hove Albion team. Look, I think Brighton have a great manager. But there's just nothing really about this team that just strikes me as, as you know, wicked good, something that's really going to pull it out. And they've scored 20 goals on the season in 16 games. Uh, Palace's problem is scoring, not so much conceding. They're not the highest scoring team, so I'm going to make my prediction here for uh, Crystal Palace, uh, Brighton, Hove Albion. I'm going to actually put this one as a draw. It's at Selhurst Park. I'm going to say this is a one-one draw, and right now it doesn't don't pay a lot. It pays pays plus two fifteen. So that's my prediction: a draw two-two. There are all the one-one. Uh, pardon me, not two-two. There are all the Premier League matches for you. I'm sorry, I was a little disjointed in doing this today, but uh, sort of train of thought, uh, oftentimes, and I'm looking at these odds are changing and shifting, and doing all the rest of that stuff. So much news around the Premier League worthy of talking about. We just don't have the time to do it today. We'll get back to. We talk about Klopp signing a new deal. You know, the Guardiola era at at, at City. Let's talk about that. Uh, Stevie G getting a new contract at Rangers. Um, Let's talk about uh, Neymar. Apparently, everybody and their brother in the Premier League is looking at Neymar. Although, I'm I i just, I, I'm just not sure about that. We can talk about where Ancelotti uh, ends up. And uh, we can talk Europa League, Champions League. So much to talk about. We're not going to have the chance to do that today. But we will be doing that all the next week. So I certainly hope you will join me Monday through Friday here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. Okay, that is going to just about wrap up the segment. Want a reminder, I'm on Twitter, at Nick Geber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. That's N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. And we talk about everything on this show, Monday through Friday. By the way, UEFA is pushing for a VAR offside rule changes. I can't wait to read about that because that, to me, a toenail don't make you offside. All right, be right back to wrap it up here. Fistory Soccer, stay with me, please. All right, welcome back, mystery Soccer. Uh, I want to thank Al Ninos for coming on the show a little earlier on, uh, giving us some of his betting picks. And um, I will be uh, continuing to have Al and continuing to give you picks and continuing to do all of that because I think it's really important and it's a lot of fun. And just if you're going to bet, folks, though, please bet responsibly. I cannot stress this enough. You know, this needs to be fun entertainment. It doesn't need to add stress to your life. If you support any one of the teams in the Premier League, and particularly if you're supporting teams like Man United or further down the table, uh, you know, someone like Watford or... Or Norwich or Southampton, you're stressed out enough as it is, so don't add to that stress. It's not worth it, okay? Trust me on this. Um, by the way, there are some big potential changes coming up to the VAR rule. Arsene Wenger involved in it. They want to try to change some of the precision of the rule. I mean, that Firmino goal was, was ruled offside for his armpit. Uh, you know, it's a little silly, and I, I think people are really getting upset about it, and I think they need to make these changes and make them ASAP, because I do like VAR. I think VAR is taking a lot of the ambigu- ambiguity out of the game. But what we're seeing is it's not the technology, it's the rules themselves that they're trying to implement need to be modified to deal with the uh, precision of the tools that we now have to look at the infraction. So. That, to me, is a real issue with VAR, and uh, I'm really excited that they're going to be taking a look at this offside rule. All right, those were all the games this weekend. Hope you enjoy your Premier League football this weekend. As I mentioned before, bet responsibly, but have a great time with it. And if you're like me, I'm going to get up 4.30 Eastern time tomorrow on the West Coast to take a look at this Liverpool Watford game. I don't expect Liverpool to lose it, but it's going to be great. They're my team. You know how it is. You always uh, follow your team. Uh, in the meantime, I will be back with you on Monday. I certainly hope you will rejoin me, and at some point here in the next week or so, we'll have Karthik Krishnaya back on a regular basis, and I know everyone will be very happy. In the meantime, enjoy the football. Have a great, Have great fun with it, and I'll speak to you on Monday. Cheers.